Hey guys, it's your girl G and I started a podcast. Yes, I have started a podcast and um, this podcast is just to help share my journey of transformation, of healing. And I know a lot of people are just going on the same journey and I just want to be that person to help you, give you guys practical tools that have helped me. So yeah. I have a podcast now. If you don't know, now you know. Okay. I'm here. Okay. And um, so for those of you guys who don't know me, I want to share this because I know there will be people I'm manifesting. Yeah. That there will be people that tune in that don't know me. Okay. And for those of you guys who don't know me, my name is G and I am 24 years old. Um, a little bit about myself. So I'm originally from New York. So I was born in Haiti. So I'm Haitian and I'm from New York. Um, that's all that I've known. And um, I'm also a hairstylist. I'm a beautician. I braid for a living and I'm a I'm I'm sorry. And I'm a woman of God. Can we add that to the list? Okay. I am a woman of God. Okay. And God have just, God has just been working so much in my life and I don't want to be selfish. I want to share with y'all what he's done for me. And, um, it's just like, everybody's on this journey to just be better than they were before. I feel like that's the goal, right? Just to be better than you were yesterday. And I have learned so many things as I've been on this journey of transformation, self-evolution. And, um, you know, if God could use me, he could use you. Okay. Because your girl was in them, them streets. Okay. I was running the streets. So I have the BC days. We used to say the BC days before Christ days. Okay. Christ lives in me, but I wasn't tapped in. I wasn't tapped in how I was in, how, how I'm tapped in now. I have a level of awareness. I know who I am and, um, I'm constantly working on being the woman of purpose, being the woman that God says that I am being the woman that I know I've always been, I'm trying to be that girl. Yeah. So this is my journey and I'm here to share it with you guys. And, um, a little bit of my testimony. So I recently moved to Houston. <coughs> Pardon. So I recently moved to Houston, Texas about a year ago. I've been here a year. Yay. Okay. Yay me. I've been here a year ago and, um, what made me move out here? Well, I have to kind of backtrack and give you guys context. So God speaks to me through dreams. Okay. God speaks to me through dreams. He gives me visions through dreams. So when it, when I had just started braiding, I learned how to braid through a dream. It's crazy. Cause I don't think I, I really tell people that enough. Um, I learned how to braid through a dream. So there was the night before I did not know how to braid at all. And I had a dream. I was watching myself braid like I was watching I was looking down at my hands braid and so the next day I told my sister I come from a huge family I'm one of five kids okay so I told one of my sisters go buy some braiding hair I think I might know how to braid and guess what yo girl was braiding yeah my sister even kept the braids in for a month so you know they was holding up okay so <clears throat> I know that God speaks to me in dreams. And when you think about it, most of your dreams, you don't even remember. I can't even tell you what I dreamt about last night. So the ones that you do remember, I think there's purpose in that. And I play and I pay very close attention to the dreams that I do remember. So I had just graduated from college and I just moved back home. And I had just 
got a salon. I had a salon in New York where I had other stylists working for me. Like my feet were started to be starting to be planted in New York. I'm sorry if you guys hear a lot of background noise. I apologize in advance. Okay. I live in an apartment. Okay. When I get a house, it'll be real. But for now, we just gonna work with what we got. Okay. So just a disclaimer. Okay. So yes, back to the story. So I had just moved back home. My feet were just kind of getting cemented. If that dog don't, listen, I'm a work in progress. They gonna need to (laughs) put a nozzle on that dog. Okay. Anyways, we just gonna keep moving forward and it's not going to stop the word of God. And that's on big purr. Okay. Anyways. Yes. So my feet started to become planted in New York, I, I everything was going for me in New York. Um, then I had a dream that in the dream I was um, it was crazy because I was it was like I was in a car. And, you know, like when you're driving down the highway, you see the welcome to and it says the city that you're in. So it's a welcome to Houston. Mind you, never been to Houston. Didn't visit nobody in Houston. Didn't, didn't even know what Houston looked like. OK. And so um, in the dream, I felt like I was moving there like I I. I just could feel what I felt. I felt like I was leaving something behind and starting something new. And so I I prayed on it. One thing about me, I'm going to pray on it. One thing about me, if it's on my chest, I'm going to get it off of me. <laughs> okay. When I feel some type of way, I feel like, God, I don't know. I, I don't know what this dream is telling me. So I got to praying about it. And I was like, God, I will go where you follow. So if you're telling me I need to go to Houston, I'm going to go th- over there with faith by faith and I took that leap of faith and I'm here being here has just been so transformative it's crazy because when you leave what's familiar you know um when you leave what's familiar that's when real transformation could happen and it's it's during your time of solitude when you're by yourself that's when you get to know yourself for real and just being here has just been honestly I want to say life-changing this is the closest that I felt to God ever okay <laughs> I'm not even gonna say a long time ever okay let's just keep it real we can keep it real over here we gonna keep it all the way real on this podcast okay okay so yeah this is the closest that I felt to God ever in my life and I just want to share that with you because you know when you got something good I don't want to gatekeep I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to tell all of y'all <laughs> the tea what's really tea because listen I've I've been I've been living in the world for a long time listen I I, I sh- I've been there. Okay. And, um, just to see the woman that I am today, it's like, I want to look back on my life and, and barely recognize the woman that I was. And slowly it's becoming like that. I've, I've, I've seen a change in myself and I'm just here to give you guys practical tools on how to do the same thing, even though I'm not all the way there and everybody's just a work in progress. We're constantly just trying to better ourselves. Listen, if I have something that'll help me and if y'all got something that's helped y'all listen, spill the tea help your sister out and I'm gonna help y'all out. Okay. So that leads me to say the name of this podcast is called set it off. Yes, baby. We finna set it off. And when y'all hear set it off, I'm not talking about, um, queen Latifah setting it off. Um, bank robbery. No, it's not giving that. I'm not talking about set it off. No, It's crazy because no, I am not talking about that set it off. Okay. The set it off that I am talking about is setting it off 
setting it off means a new journey, a new beginning, a, a new genesis. And that is the that is the chapter in my life where I'm at. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm becoming this new person. I'm being transformed. If I could title this chapter in my life anything, it would be death of the old me because, baby, I'm not that girl anymore. So if you knew me in the past, baby, respectfully, I'm going to have to reintroduce myself because I am not that girl anymore. I, I It's crazy because I look back, you know how Snapchat, <clears throat> I know a lot of y'all don't do Snapchat no more, but Snapchat, I literally keep Snapchat to, to just reminding me where I was. It's crazy because <sighs> if we want to get personal, I'm going to just share this with y'all. About a year ago, over a year ago, before I moved here shortly, uh, a couple months before I moved here, I was homeless. So I was sleeping in my car. Yes, girl. I was sleeping in my car in New York during winter months. I was just in a very bad place in my life. And just to see where I was versus where I am now, it's like a lot of people just see just see where you are now. And, you know, they want to hate on you. They want to talk about you. But they don't know what it took to get here, you know. And, and just to see that. And I already know I ain't even where I'm finna be, okay? This ain't even it, okay? So it's just crazy to just enjoy the journey, enjoying the process, just looking back to where I was a year ago, five years ago. And that's what Snapchat searched to remind you where you was five years ago. This is what you was doing. This is how you was talking. This is how you was looking. And it's crazy because the me five years ago, I don't even know that girl. I hate to say it. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. Respectfully. Who was my friends back then? Because why didn't y'all tell me I was out here looking crazy? I was out here looking crazy. Okay, but that's the beauty and transformation. You could look back and barely recognize yourself. Okay, so that is why we are calling this chapter in my life Death of the Old Me. We're going to call it U2.0. And we are ready to set it off. Okay, we're beginning this new journey. And with this first episode... I'm going to call it U2.0 or death of the old me. I don't know what I'm going to decide yet, but listen, I am here to motivate you to transform, become the person that you were always destined to be because it's in you already, baby. It's in you already. You just got to tap into that. And there are a lot of things that have helped me push start, spark this transformation. A lot of the times we always want to focus on you know what we want. What do I want? I, like, I want to be earning six figures a year from now. Like we always focusing on what we want, what we inspire to have, but we don't focus on who we want to be. Who do you want to be? That's what we have to change our focus to, because a lot when you focus on who you want to be, what you want will come. OK, just becoming who you want to be has to be your main focus. When you focus on who you want to be and make that your main focus, that's when real transformation happens. Because in order to go somewhere you've never been, in order to do something you've never done, you have to become someone you've never been. And that's a quote by Les Brown. He is one of my favorite motivational speakers. I love listening to him. And he just gives you just like these keys and just change. It just helps you change the way that you think. When we think about the idea of transformation, you literally have to reinvent yourself. Strip the old you. That's why it's like a lot of times I, I just say like you have to I have to reintroduce myself to this version of me because I'm not that same woman that I was. You have to focus on who you want to become. And 
you have to ask yourself, what price are you willing to pay to become that person? Because it's not going to be easy. A lot of time, change is not easy. Change is not easy at all. And when you truly want to be transformed, there's a lot of things you're going to have to let go of. There's a lot of things you're going to have to sacrifice. And you have to ask yourself, what are you willing to do in order to become that person? See, for me, one thing I started to do during my journey is in just the self evolution is forming discipline just being so disciplined because discipline is a form of self love a lot of times we think when we think of discipline we think of negative things we think of negative things and and discipline is a positive things is a positive thing it helps give you structure so one thing that I've been doing is I wake up every single morning at 5 30 in the morning yeah 5 30 now I'm somebody I used to be the one waking up right before work trying to scramble no I give myself time and I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and I go to the gym now when I was going to the gym I wasn't looking for no BBL body I wasn't looking for the coca-cola bottle no I honestly my goal in going to the gym wasn't a body goal it was a discipline goal a lot of times we will we will make promises to others and keep those promises but we won't keep those promises to ourselves which is just crazy it's like if I tell a friend listen you have a show this day I'm gonna be there for you like if I say I'm gonna be there for you you could bet your your last dollar I'm gonna be there okay because I'm somebody I follow through with my word my word you could count on it but a lot of times like I was one of those people like, oh, I'm gonna just go to the gym on Monday. I'm gonna just start the first of the month. Okay. And then when it comes, when, when, when that time comes, I wouldn't do it. And it's crazy because I will follow through and make those commitments for others, but I won't honor those commitments that I make to myself. So that was number one. I started going to the gym so that I could follow through with what I say that I'm going to follow through so I could honor those commitments that I've said to myself and form that self-discipline a lot of the times people don't want to change because they're too attached to who they've been a lot of you guys like we 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 listen to motivational speakers we we get excited we get motivated but a lot of times we will not put in place put in motion the things that we talk about you know they talk about knowledge is power but that's not the truth applied knowledge is power you can have all the knowledge in the world and not do nothing with it okay but when you implement them you use those tools that's when you could really see the change and when you could really have the power that the knowledge is giving you okay but when you don't use it baby it's just knowledge like is you you not tapped into anything so a lot of you guys you like the idea of change like it sounds good like yeah we gonna be the best friend yeah but you're going to wake up tomorrow and still do the same thing. You're going to hang out with the same people. You're going to keep doing what's convenient. People want the convenience of transformation when transformation requires inconvenience. You thought it was convenient for me to move thousands of miles away from my family. You thought that was convenient? It's like change is hard. It's just like when you just start working out, right? And I know a lot of y'all could relate to this because this is something that I realized on my fitness journey that when you just start working out that first day, yeah, your arms and your legs feel like spaghetti noodles, okay? When you think about us as humans, we're designed to just maintain ourselves. 
to 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 maintain that equilibrium that is your body's way of sustaining itself so any kind of change you're going to be resistant to it that's why when you go to the gym that first day when you go to the gym yeah your arms and your legs feel like spaghetti noodles. You, 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 you almost don't want to go back the next day. Okay. Because it's a change. Your body's in shock. It's like, hold up now. We ain't been to the gym in years. And that's how I felt. I ain't been to the gym in years. Okay. So that first day I worked out my arms and my, I could barely lift it up. Listen, you see this? I couldn't even do that. I could barely walk. Okay. Because my body kind of wants to reject it it's kind of a little bit resistance and it's when you go you surpass that resistance and you have to think long term see I really started to lose weight first of all <clears throat> I don't mean to toot my own horn but your girl done lost 30 pounds I lost the pills I'm feeling so slim your girl lost 30 pounds. And one thing about me, I struggled with my weight for a long time. I have those yo-yo weights. You, you, you have a birthday coming up. I'm going to lose 20 pounds for my birthday. You got a vacation coming up. I'm going to lose 20 pounds for this vacation. And then you just yo-yo. You, you, you lose it just to gain it all again. You lose it for the, for the event, for the birthday, for the vacation. And then you gain it all again because you're not changing your lifestyle. You're doing it for the wrong reason. You're thinking short term. You thinking, okay, I have a month. I have a month. I have 30 days. How do I lose weight in 30 days? How do I lose 20 pounds? I can't tell you how many times I type that into YouTube. Okay. How to lose, how to drop 20 pounds in 30 days. Okay. We're all guilty of it because by nature, we always want the quick solution. How do I, we're always trying to look for, for, for the fast way to do things, you know, but when I shift in my mindset, into thinking long term. You have to think longevity. I'm not I'm not working out today so I can see results tomorrow. I'm working out today so I can see results a year from now. That's the shift you have to make in your mindset. You 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 change it from how to lose it in 30 days to shifting your whole lifestyle. It has to be a lifestyle change. You can't just change your lifestyle for 30 days and think, "Yeah, it's about to be." No. You have to change the way you think about it. And that is number 1. When you're trying to change, listen, I'm going to give you all practical tools. Here, here it is. If you ain't have your notepad, baby, take the notepad out now, okay? I am about to give you guys practical tools because I'm somebody, I don't like the speaking in hypotheticals. You know, it sounds good, but what do I do now? How do I do, what do I need to do today to, to, to jumpstart this transformation? And listen, yo, girl, God, I got you, girl, okay? I got you. And I am here to give you guys practical tools that you could implement today. Yeah, today. You could, you, you, listen, get ready to set it off. Okay. That's the name of this podcast. We ready to set it off. Okay. So number one thing I need you to write down is changing your mindset. That's where it all begins. You will, the power that the mind holds is so incredible because just going back to this gym analogy, it's not even an analogy because it's real life. When I started to change the way that I think, that's when I could do the things that I wanted to do. You know, a lot of the times your mind will trick you and paralyze you into thinking that there's things that you can't do. Because when you go to the gym, when I started thinking, oh, my God, it's too hard. I'm really finna run all this time. I'm going to live. Oh, my God, it's so hard. My body would be thinking it's so hard too. I would literally limit myself because, and it's not that I couldn't do it. I was, uh, my arms can move, my legs can move. I had the ability, but my mindset 
was limiting me. So when I changed my mindset, that's when I listen. My body could do things that I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't never done before. Listen, running, lifting, all types of stuff. I had never done it before, but I realized I didn't do it because my mind wasn't right. And once you change your mindset, baby, you could change everything else. So the key to changing, to boost starting your change starts in the mind. That's number one. Mindset is everything. Before you do anything, before you lift any weight, before you implement anything, get your mind right. Okay. And, and since y'all see, I told y'all I'm a woman of God, so I'm gonna back this up with the word. Can I, can I bring the word in please? Mm. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm gonna back it up with the word. Cause I'm gonna tell you what God says about you. Okay. I'm gonna tell you what God says about these things. Okay. So when we, I'm gonna just look down at my nose cause I don't want to get the Lord's words wrong. Now the word says, do not copy the behavior and the customs of the world. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good pleasing and perfect so what does that mean what God say it says you will become a new person when you change the way you think so real transformation starts with the mind that's that's the first thing when you change the way you think that's when you could change who you who you've been listen that's the major key. That's the key point. And so I'm going to give you practical tools that I have implemented in my life that has helped me change the way that I think. OK, <clears throat> so one thing I need you all to write down. OK, you guys, I started doing guided visualizations. And for those of you guys who don't know what guided visualizations, baby, I'm going to change your life. OK, you are going to go on YouTube and type guided visualizations by Lisa Nichols. Don't do it right now. Now, listen to this podcast first. After that, <laughs> y'all can get to doing y'all can handle your business. OK, so first of all, and, and with these guided visualizations, you're going to want to be in an intimate space. You're going to be want to be by yourself where you could really because listen, it gets real. And my girl, Lisa Nichols, first of all, incredible. That woman, when you hear her testimony, when you hear her story, baby, ain't nothing you can't do. You and I cannot do because if she could do it, baby, you and I can as well. Okay. So with these guided visualizations, for those of you guys who don't know what it is, let me put you on. Lisa Nichols, love her. If you see this, we go together in my head. You my mother in my head. Okay. We go together, period. But anyways, incredible storyteller. So she is speaking to you. And at this moment, your eyes are closed. And the way that she describes these things, she describes how things smell, things feel. So you could really feel yourself in the places that she's talking about. She does an incredible job. Now, I'm not even a meditation got a girl because, girl, even when I be praying, my mind be thinking about what I'm finna eat. I'm going over my schedule, what I got to do today. I can't even do a, a meditation because I'm thinking about 10,000 different things. But this, the way she describes, she tells you exactly what to think. OK, she tells you exactly how to imagine the things you want to imagine. And it gets to show you the power that the mind truly holds, because when you when even when you go on the YouTube. In the comments, a lot of people were having physical reactions like the body was reacting physically, because when you think about it, when your eyes are closed and she's describing these things to you, your mind does not know the difference, the difference between what it is imagining when the eyes are closed and what's reality. And that's why it triggers an emotional response in a lot of people. And they start bawling because I'm, I'm listen, 
for me i started crying and and i'm talking that viola davis cry i'm talking snot and it got it got crazy it got crazy because i could really imagine myself where she was talking about and then when you open your eyes and you're grounded into your reality and your your surroundings you see the only thing limiting you is your mind the only thing stopping you from living the life that you want to live or having the things that you want to have is your mind if you could imagine it it could happen like as simple as that if you could imagine it it could happen and it just shows you that how much power that your mind holds and you know what triggered this transformation for me was <clears throat> I'm gonna just get real personal with y'all, okay? I I I want this to be a safe space where we could share our experiences and really heal and and learn from each other. So I'm gonna just be vulnerable, vulnerable. I'm gonna just be vulnerable and share you guys and share with y'all my experience and what triggered this transformation for me because something's got to trigger it. So yes, I had just moved from Houston to New York and um. I was in a period of my life where it was really dark for me. And and you guys, I went through this depression, okay? And I was so sad and 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 I was coping in the worst ways. I was I was coping by having people around me and doing things with people in order to find validation and it never validated me. I would drink and I would I would just do I would just have unhealthy coping mechanisms and I remember um, there was a time where, let me just backtrack. So since I'm here alone, one thing that I like to do is call my friends from back home. Those are the people that I know, people that I'm comfortable with. And in my friend group, I'm the type, I'm, I'm like the, 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 the mom. Okay. I'm, I'm the person that I'm like the, the therapist of the group. And, um, I'm just the person that people pour on to and I'm an empath. So, I have to be real selective with what I even allow others to pour onto me because I hold on to that and I internalize that a lot, which I'm learning to undo. Okay, we're a work in progress, okay? But yeah, in my friend group, I'm somebody, I'm that friend like, you're crying, baby, I will drop everything and I will give you the attention that you need in that moment. And so, um, and I'm also the funny friend. I'm I'm the friend who's funny. And, and you know, I don't know if y'all know this, but the funny friend, we're not allowed to be sad. We're just not. You're supposed to be the funny one. And a lot of times, sometimes when I would be feeling sad or down in the past, I've had friends that kind of thought I was joking. They didn't know whether to take me serious because I, jo- I play too much, okay? So they didn't know whether I was being serious or if I was joking, which I don't blame them because... <clears throat> I kind of set it up that way. And so a lot of times when I would be going through stuff, I wouldn't tell them and I would go through things by myself. And so there was a time where I was having a psychotic episode and I'm going to just call it what it is. I was going crazy. Okay. And, and I'm saying it, you see, I'm doing it again. I'm saying it like a joke, but for real, I was really going crazy. Really. I, I, I was, you ever be so mad that you feel like you kind of don't got no control it was almost as if I was kind of scaring myself almost. I was just like, well, hold up now. Hold up. I'm kind of scaring myself a little bit. Like I really felt as if I had absolutely no control. It's as if it wasn't me acting. And those of you guys who know me, I'm usually the funny one. I'm usually chill. I, I don't, I, 
I don't express emotions like this. So the fact that I was going so crazy and, and, and almost felt like I had no control, it was kind of scaring me. It, it, it was scaring me. And so I called a friend because I'm the friend that everybody calling. I'm always there. Yeah. I called a friend and, um, none of them picked up. And if you are my friend during this time, baby, don't even take it no personal because, um, just listen to this and you'll know. So I called every one of my friends and none of them picked up. And, you know, a lot of times when you're mad it, and, and you want to talk to somebody and they don't pick up, it almost makes you more mad. It's, am I the only one? Just tell me it almost. But in that moment, I just felt so defeated. Like I couldn't even be more mad. It was like one thing I realized is like I would go to God last. A lot of times we go to our friends so they could be in agreement. Like, yeah, I can't believe he did that. Oh, no, they wrong for that one. And you go so they could just make you feel better in that moment. But really, it doesn't really solve the problem for real. And I would go to God last instead of first. And I remember in that moment where you would think that I would be so mad because nobody's answering my phone call and I'm so mad already. I had this strange peace because I felt God was just like, what you going to do now? <laughs> it's crazy because I felt like God was just like, you didn't call everybody but me. What you going to do now? Who you going to call now? Huh? Huh? What you say, huh? I don't hear you, sweetie. Who you going to call now, sweetie? Who you going to call? Because I would always go to him last. And, and at that moment, I just surrendered everything. Like, it was just like, God, I'm tired. Like, I am exhausted. Like, and I had a conversation with him. And, and, and it's crazy because it's when you're in that solitude, when you're in that dark place is when you could really have the greatest encounter with God. And that's what was so pivotal for me, like in that moment. And I could remember it's, it's crazy because I almost feel my body tensing up because I could feel how I felt in that moment. And God put me in a position where he was the only one I could call. Okay. God will put you in a position where you cannot call your mother. You cannot call your friends. You cannot call your man because they ain't going to do what God could do for you. Okay, God will put you in a position where you are all by yourself and he is the only person that you could call. And that is the position that I was in. Okay, God made it so that none of them answered my phone call because the only person I should have been phoning was the Lord. Okay, and you know what? Like I said, sometimes it takes that season of singleness. That season when you are all by yourself, when God, when you could hear God. When you are just sitting in that silence, when you are by yourself in that solitude is when God could speak to you and give you the real clarity that you need. And the person that is the greatest example of that is your boy, Paul. I say your boy, your boy, Paul. OK, in the Bible, I'm going to break this down for y'all for the because for the longest time, I ain't read the Bible. I ain't read the word. So I, I, I got to break it down for y'all. OK, I'm, I'm going to give it to you straight like this. So your boy, Paul. He was against God. This guy could not stand Christians. Anybody that was talking about God, he would have you beat up. He would have you killed or he would have you thrown in jail. He didn't want to hear none of that God stuff. Don't talk about God. He would literally 
just be the he would just bully all of the Christians. And then one day God was just like, why are you doing my people? Why? Why? Why are you doing my people like that? You know, God just asked him, like, why are you treating my people like that? And you know what God did? God shined a light so bright, right, that it blinded this man, Paul, for three days. Imagine being blind for three days, just in complete darkness. First of all, when I lose my phone, I feel lost. So imagine how lost you would feel if you had absolutely no vision, okay, for three whole days. And we have to look at that as God putting him in a position to be in complete solitude, to be in complete silence. And that is when he had the greatest encounter with God. And after those three days, God gave him his little vision back. He was like, yeah, you can see now. And Solomon was just like, wow. Oh my God. Wow. Like it just gave him all the clarity that he needed. He was just like, God, I'm trying to see what you are about. I'm trying to see who you are. Like what's going on. I'm trying to learn about you. He seeked God. Okay. He seeked God. And when, when you talk about seeking God, it means spending time with him, reading the Bible, really trying to learn God, spending time with him. A lot of y'all just go to church. You, you sing, I give myself away. You go to the altar. You, you, you say, and God loves that. Don't get me wrong, but you have to seek God. You have to be very intentional with seeking God is. And, and that's what Solomon did so much to the point where he started dedicating his life to God, child. He wouldn't stop talking about God. See, when you, it's crazy because when you know God, you automatically are different, okay? And that's what it was for me. When I learned about God and learning about God, who God says I am, what God says about me, baby, there's no way you could be the same. Like, there's no way. So God was preaching. He would not stop talking about God to the point where people started to get annoyed with him. So people started beating him up throwing him in jail and trying to kill him. Don't that sound familiar? Yeah, the irony is crazy. So the way he was persecuting the Christians, he became a Christian that was persecuted. That's crazy to me. And it's crazy because he stuck beside God. He stuck beside him, girl. He stuck beside him. That's mine. And that's what you're going to settle for. I'm going to stick beside him. He stuck beside God. And guess what? God stuck beside him because there was a time when Solomon was thrown in jail and girl, I'm calling y'all girl. I hope men are listening as well, but he stuck beside God. And there was a time he was in jail and you know, jail could just be so lonely, so sad. You feel like you're at the lowest place. Not saying I've been to jail cause I haven't. Okay. But I could only imagine how lonely and how down I would feel if I was in jail. But this guy was just singing the Lord's praises. He stuck beside. He said, y'all going to hear me about my God. Yeah. And God, listen, God set an earthquake. The ground started trembling, trembling to the point where why them jail doors break, broke open. Okay. Them jail, he sent an earthquake so strong, it shook the table. It shook the jail door, doors open, okay? It broke down the jail, and all them prisoners was free. So, it sounded to me like God is, is it, it, it sounded to me like God's a cheat code, really. And they say, when God is with you, you don't need nobody else. As long as God is on my team, I'm straight. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm straight. <laughs> 
So <laughs> when you stick beside God, God gonna stick beside you. Okay. See, when he was in that place, that jail, he was by himself. He was in his solitude. And you know what? God came and helped Solomon out. God will have you in a place where you are by yourself. Listen, Paul couldn't call his mom. Paul couldn't call his friends. Paul couldn't call his siblings. The only person that could help Paul in that situation was God. God is the only person that could help you. Okay. Not your mama, not your daddy, not your, no, can't none of them help you, but God. And that's the cheat code. We are going to give you three things that you need to do to set off your transformation. So the first tool I'm going to give you is change where you go. Listen, a lot of y'all going to click off, but stick beside me. Okay, stick beside me. It means change where you go physically. If you know there are places that are going to tempt you, that are going to trigger you, don't go over there. Okay, you have to you have to stop going to certain places that are not in alignment with who you say you want to be with the future that you say you want to have. You have to sit like it's not rocket science. Just don't go over there. Just don't go there, okay? So for me, one place I had to stop going was the club because for me, it was not in alignment with who I said I wanted to be. The woman that I could imagine me as that I know is in me, I wouldn't find her at the club, okay? I would not find her at the club. And so because that's not in alignment with the future and the person that I say I want to become, I had to simply stop going over there. You have to ask yourself what places are the greatest temptations for me? For me, it was a club. For, for some of y'all, that, that may not be there. It may not be the club. You have to think of the things and the places that will tempt you, that will make, that is not in alignment with what you say you want, and you simply, listen, put your, put your ear canal close to, the, close to the speaker. You have to simply stop going over there. As simple as that, we, we, we make it so hard, but you have to simply stop going to the places that tempt you that are not in alignment with who you say you want to be. How, how, I don't, I don't know how many other ways that I could say it. When you look at the Bible, the Bible says, okay, I'm going to start preaching on y'all. The Bible says, abstain from all appearance of evil. You cannot expect to be a better person. If you keep going to the places where you know your 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 spiritual failures are more likely to occur. It's just like, okay, so cool, right? I'm going to give y'all an example. So if I'm a crackhead, right? We're just going to keep it real, okay? I'm going to break it down for y'all. If I'm a crackhead and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be a crackhead no more. I want to change my life. This is not what I want to do. I know I'm better. If I'm a recovering crackhead, right? Where do you think I am most likely to be tempted? Okay, quiz time. Okay, pop quiz. If I am a recovering crackhead, where do you think I'm most likely to be tempted? Option A, a crack house. Option B, the church. Hmm. Where do you think I'm most, my my, my spiritual failures will most likely occur? Okay, you have to stop going to places that you know are is going to tempt you that, you know, you will most likely fail. I can't go there if I if if I say to myself, I no longer want to be a crackhead. I keep saying crackhead and it it just and it could go for anything, whether you struggle with alcohol. There are certain places 
if you say that's not what you want for yourself, there's certain places you can no longer go because you know it'll tempt you. When I say don't go to certain places, listen, it don't mean stay home. It don't mean six feet. It don't mean quarantine. It means you have to be intentional with the places that you do go. You have to go to the places that nourish your soul, that are in alignment with what you say that you want for yourself. With is in alignment with who you say that you want to be. You have to go to places that are going to enhance that in you. So for me, I started planting myself in the church more because that's in alignment with what I say that I want for myself. It could be different for you. And, and, and I'm just telling you guys based off my experience. So one thing that has helped me, I got a job at my church. I got a job at my church. I joined a life group, which is a smaller, more intimate group of like-minded people. And let me just say this, that has been literally so substantial, so pivotal for me because being around people that are like-minded, it, it, it tempts you less. So that's one thing that has worked for me. Joining a life group, being around those people has just been literally one of the biggest part of my transformation. You have to plant yourself in the places that nourish you. Okay. So actively seek the places that nourish you be very intentional actively seek those places number two and a lot of y'all gonna click off after this one just stick beside me please change who you hang out with yes change who you hang out with okay in the past few years there's a lot of people you will not see me with a lot of times we seek friends who share our same weakness we seek friends who share our same weakness. And when you're, you share the same weakness with somebody, they don't push you to be better. Because misery loves company. Okay? Misery loves company. And a lot of the times, since they don't challenge us to be better, it gives us an excuse to continue living the way that we've been living. We can live guilt-free because they're doing the same thing. I don't feel judged. Listen. I don't need to feel judged because you're doing the same thing that I'm doing. I feel comfortable. And comfort is one of the most dangerous places to be in. So when I talk, when a lot of times we hear this quote, birds of a feather flock together. And a lot of times I would think, no, because back, back in the day, I'm not even going to say what grade I was in because I don't want to throw shade. Okay. But back in the day, I would hang out with people who weren't like me. I would hang out with people who were not like me at all. They, we, would, we would consider them the bad group of friends, okay? And I would be the good one, okay? And when I would hear the quote, birds of a feather flock together, oh, I would almost get offended because I'm not like them. And even though I could still hang out with them and not be like them, but um, and I could influence them to be better. I could be a good influence on them. So I'm not like them. They're not influencing me. I remember one of my favorite speakers said, if you get a good egg, I'm talking fresh egg right out of the, the chickens. Listen, we're not going to do that. We're not going to say all that, okay? We get a fresh egg, okay? And then we get a rotten egg. You mix those two eggs together to make an omelet. Guess what? That omelet's still going to be nasty, okay? So that just goes to say that 
in the Bible, it says, don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So it don't matter how good, how fresh the egg was. If you mix it with a rotten egg, that omelet is still going to be nasty. So it don't matter how good you are. The Bible says bad company corrupts good character. And that's what it was. You have to be around like-minded people, people who are running parallel to you. When we think about it in school, right, the best students would tutor the weaker students. When you think about it in the military, in the military, the most experienced soldiers are the ones who train the ones that are just getting recruited. So what does that tell you? That tells you that you have to get around people that are going to challenge you to be better. You have to be able to be teachable. Be coachable. You have to actively seek those who have what you want, okay? And once I got in alignment with those people that had what I wanted, that had the faith that I wanted, that had the mindset that I wanted, that's when my life truly began to change. I started weeding out those people that, you know, misery loves company. You want me to be just as bad as you are. Honestly, if we're just going to keep it all the way 100, you just want me to stay as low as you are. And I know that I was destined for higher. So I had to align my path with people who had higher. I was willing to be the student. Be, you can't be the one that know everything in the room. Once I started changing who I hung out with, a lot of things changed for me. Okay. And I am going to give you the third tool. This is the third and last tool. The last tool I want to give y'all is change what you do. Okay. And let me just break it down for y'all because... Let me just break it down for y'all. You have to change what you expose yourself to. See, like I said, I'm an empath. So I just absorb, 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 and I just internalize a lot. And in my experience, I'm going to just share something with y'all, share a story with y'all real quick. So I love me some true crime. I love me some documentaries, criminal minds, true crime podcasts, listen, everything true crime. And I feel like a lot of people do. I just, I just, I just find it so fascinating. But I remember... There was one time I have a dog, right? And and dogs are very intuitive. Like, you know, there's a lot of times that dogs could feel something around that you don't really know that's around. They're super like in tuned and sensible. So I remember one time I was laying in the bed with my dog and he just started barking, like really alert, like someone's in here. And at the time, my balcony door was open. So I had a knife on my nightstand. And this is a true story. Once he started he was alert like that, like warning. Automatically, I grabbed the knife and I sliced my hands. And as a braider baby, your hands, listen, I was panicking because as a braider, that is like, I was like, that this means I'm gonna be out of work, okay? Anything, anytime I hurt my hand, it's just like, I'm, I'm panicked. And I just had to take a couple steps back because it's like, a lot of times those people that, watch true crimes they're always like their head is on a swivel like hold on is anybody following me before i get in my car i'm looking around like hold on ain't nobody around when i'm in a car car garage i'm I, listen my head all right now <laughs> don't want to catch this you know what i mean like you gotta stay ready so you ain't gotta get ready you know what i mean like so i'm i'm super like i'm always looking behind my shoulder because i watch all these and i realized subconsciously it was affecting me more than i even realized and when I'm, I'm somebody, I love to say that I am divinely protected by God. I know like God has his biggest angels just constantly watching me and protecting me. That's one thing I love to say. And that's one thing that really grounds me. But that's not in alignment with what I say. If, if, 
if automatically when I sense danger, the my first the first thing I do is grab a knife. That just goes to show you it's not in alignment with what you talk about. Like you 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 say you divinely protected. You sure? Because the, the when you frazzled, the first thing you went for was that and then you slice yourself. And and that just went to remind me like I had to stop Stop doing what I did. I had to take a back, a, a, a couple steps back from the true crime and the true crime documentaries. I had to take a couple steps back because a, it was subconsciously affecting me more than I even realized. In the Bible, there's this powerful verse. It says, the lamp of the body is the eye, meaning that when your eye is good, your whole body is full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body is full of darkness. So be careful not to let the light in you become darkness so what does that mean what you expose yourself to you have to just be mindful of what you expose yourself to because it could affect you internally you see there are things that aren't inherently bad because true crime is not really bad well they talk about bad stuff but the documentaries and my interest in it and and me finding those things interesting it's not inherently bad there are things that really aren't inherently bad but it's when we internalize them and we let it cloud our our, our, our mind and we let it cloud us even if we're it's not intentional even if it's subconscious a lot of the times these things affect us more than we even know and it became I became dark inside you know like I became easily panicked I had I had a whole panic attack okay because inside of me was dark because of what I was letting in what my eyes were looking at what my eyes were seeing was dark and it internalized in me so you have to just be mindful of what you expose yourself to because some of those things could affect us more than we realize it's, and it's when we start to internalize these things we let them in we let it cloud our judgment that is when it becomes bad so that's when you have to be mindful of the things that you expose yourself to there's another verse that I think is super super important first Corinthians 13 verses 11 right let me tell you what it says it says when I was a child I used to speak as a child think like a child reason as a child when I became a man I did away with those childish things that is so powerful to me because they talk about think like a child and and when you think about a child's thinking it's incomplete it's 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 lacking it's very partial they don't know everything they don't know much of anything really um so it's incomplete and it's ignorant and ignorant is simply a lack of knowledge it's a lack of knowledge and so a, a child has a lack of knowledge therefore they are ignorant and when you become a man and when they 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 use the term become a man they talk about it in terms of emotional maturity Knowing what God says about you, that awareness, when, when, when you become emotionally mature, spiritually mature, knowing the whole entire truth, letting go of that ignorance, you know now. You have to do away with those childish things. You know, a lot of times we run into those people that are just like, well, this is how I've always been. This is how I am. You know, I'm a Pisces. This this just, this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to bring the birth songs up. <laughs> but you know, we all know people like that. Like, oh no, I just act like that because I'm a Virgo. That's that's just how I am. And and that kind of mindset is very, very, very immature. 
it is emotionally immature, you know, for you to just keep doing things the same way just because that's who you are. It shows that you're not emotionally mature. You lack self-awareness. This type of thinking is so immature. It's emotionally mature. It's like people grow in age, but mentally, yeah, you grown. You, you've grown in age. Your body's grown. Your age has grown. The years went past. You pay a couple bills, but mentally you still a child, you childish, you have a childish mindset, you have a childish way of thinking. And that is what this is addressing. People are so resistant to change because they're too attached to who they've always been. We have to let go of this is just who I am. This is how I function. This is how it's always been. That's not how it needs to be moving forward. You know, you could change it now. You could unlearn the things that you previously thought was the truth. You can let go of that childish mindset and have a complete way of thinking because we all know change is hard. Okay. A lot of these things are easier said than done. We could listen to a million motivational speeches and we could get excited, but actually doing change is hard. And so I'm here to just give you the tools that have helped me in my past trigger that change because I I'm still in the process of becoming who I've always been destined to be. But when I just look back at those Snapchats a year from now, five years from now, it's like I could barely recognize her. I think different. I speak different. I am different. I'm not that same woman. And that's part of evolution. That's part of maturing. That is part of learning who you truly are. I'm just learning who God is has told me that I've always been and just tapping into that woman. And I am here to help you guys do the same. Cause listen, I ain't going to gatekeep. I'm going to tell y'all exactly how it is. We ain't going to keep no secrets over here. Okay. I'm going to help you. Y'all going to help me. We going to help each other. Okay. We see each other. I see. We see each other. We see each other. Okay. So just to go over it, we need to know that change, true transformation starts with the mind. So get your mind right before you do anything, okay? I want to add one thing that I have learned when I first started going to the gym. One thing that helped me, instead of listening to music, push it, push it, push Go get the money, go. Listen, that's what I used to, let's, can we be real? That's what I used to listen to when I'm on the treadmill. Yeah. One thing I realized that helped me so much was listening to motivational speakers, it was helping me get my mind right, okay? Like, don't give up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm on a, I'm on a treadmill. Like, yeah, yeah, I could really do this. And my body was doing things that I didn't even know it was capable of, okay? So starting with your mindset, getting your mind right is rule number one. Rule number two, tool number two, we gonna call it tools. We ain't gonna call it rules, okay? Tool number two is changing where you go. Okay, change where you go. Tool number three is changing who you hang out with. Okay, and rule number four change what you do. Guys, I'm your girl G. I am here to help you. You are here to help me. And thank you guys for tuning in. I don't know, I need some intro music or something, but if you tuned into my First episode, you a real one because this episode number one, we only gonna go up from here, okay? And we just gonna set it off. I love you. Tune in for the next episode. Peace.